Thanks for listening to CarCast on Podcast One. Hello, welcome to CarCast. I'm Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea, here with the sleepy Bill Goldberg. <laughs> My cup is, is more than more than half empty. <laughs> he's just been sitting there rubbing his eyes the whole time. Uh, it's been a do it, man. They showed up at my house at two o'clock in the morning, as ecstatic as I am to see concrete being laid. Poor twenty three trucks later, man. It's it was a long morning. I saw you posted up on on Instagram. The guys are out there, as you said, pouring concrete for the foundation of the new garage. Uh, yes, great. It's exciting, but I know it's early, so they get you know it gets hot there. They got to start early, and twenty three trucks full of concrete. And uh, <laughs> people are asking on Instagram if I'm building a Walmart here. But it's um, just it looks. I mean, when you look at the footprint like that, it looks massive. But as the building goes, and you start walking around inside, it's really just going to be fantastic. So I'm excited for you to see that, but. Uh, yeah, actually, I, I am, despite the, the amount of work and, and the weather changes and the ice and the heat and the, it, it is kind of exciting to be able to have it on the property and, and to be able to, well, that, to kind of that, see that the property. That might be the most, the, the, the biggest understatement you've ever uttered. Yeah. But yes, um, I've been waiting for this day for a very long time. You know that the viewers, the yeah. listeners know that it's, it's been one thing after another, but. You know, when's the garage going to be done? Well, it won't. It can't really start until the foundation's laid. Well, the foundation is laid. That's so. right. So uh, you're going to go out there and uh, chat with those guys and work with them a little bit on it. And I, I kind of hope that the that most of the building. I kind of hope that, like, I understand, like, the ninety percent of the building goes up fa- rather quickly because it's some element of prefab. I don't know if it's a hundred percent prefab. It's a very large building, something larger than what I think they've done before. But I think it's. You know, steel Three structure. 18 wheelers full of, of steel. That's of steel. what the building will consist of. So it's going to be impressive seeing those things roll up, probably at three in the morning. Great. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and just unloading all that stuff and figuring and just putting this together like an erector set, you know, like the old kids' toys that I loved. Uh, and then. The slow part is going to be all the finish work where you're like, you know, some paint is done, the interior stuff is done, the floors are coated and polished or whatever you're going to do. Uh, it's going to be interesting because the foundation's taken a while. I think the building will go up quickly and then the finish work will seem kind of slow because now it's back to, you know, making some last minute decisions and, and, and stuff. But it's going to be, it's, look, if you, if you kind of think of the finish work, Organically, like a lot of our car projects, right? Then, then you you They're know that's right. It's, I don't like that. I mean, no, it, no. it doesn't have to. I mean, it needs to be finished, but with the ability to to change your mind. Like I just got off the phone with the Metron guys yesterday. And they're like, we're getting closer. We're going to ship out your mezzanine. I know it's just a small mezzanine, but I hit them up and I was like. I think I want to change the walls. Can we change it from 20 feet to 24 feet and move the stairs to the other side? And because I keep shuffling cars around and my warehouse is, is small, but it's narrow. What, and that's the frustrating part because you can't get cars in sort of lined up sideways. And, and I'm trying to make it work. So 
uh, we're, they're going to hit me up and see what this change is going to cost, if anything. So uh, the good news is the most important part of the change is going to be what it's going to cost you in time. Right. So <laughs> I, I don't know that they made all of the pieces yet. So that part is good. Um, and uh so two two things are happening. One is it was twenty feet long. I was making. I wanted to make it twenty four feet, and they said adding the extra four feet is not that big of a deal, as long as there's a pole that stops at twenty, and then the four feet gets another leg. And they said now it's just an add on, and I said that's fine, but also because the stairs were on the side, I needed a landing to come out, and now that I switched the. The stairs the other direction. You don't need a landing. The stairs just go right up to the platform, and that's actually less expensive. So I, we'll see. We might end up kind of being a wash here because they may say adding four feet adds this much money, but eliminating the landing reduces this much money, and we might be able to get it done. But anyway, I'm building a 240 square foot loft, <laughs> and and uh, and I've done this. I've done nine changes on this thing with the guys, and I've seen only I've seen like five sketches and renderings just just on this, just on this. Uh, so yeah, I think I, within the last 24 hours, I've moved a control box, a generator, uh, and a and a bathroom door. Yeah, yeah. all in the last 24 hours. It's 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 a little it's a little funky. Uh, the one question, and we'll, we'll get onto some car stuff, is 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 it going to end up being like solar panel and stuff? What are you going to do for for power out there? You're 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 plugging it into the grid and using the backup generators that you have on site. Yeah, you know if 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 we need well, no, it, it's going to be plumbed right into Bandera Electric, man. So, yeah, okay. um, but if, if there is an issue, there'll be a generator. There'll be a generator. I just wasn't yeah, sure. I'm not, I'm not going, I'm, I'm not dealing with hail damage to solar panels. Oh, right. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not doing it. It doesn't, at the end of the day, it doesn't, it's just, it's not, to me, it's not worth it. I mean, if yeah. I could use, if the, if the house and the garage were close, if we're in closer proximity, yeah. that I could use some of the power from, the panels on the main house, then it makes complete sense. That's exactly what I was going to ask. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to ask because the garage is large enough that if you did panels, granted, I didn't think about hail and whatnot, but the garage is large enough that if you did panels and power the entire property, if you needed to, then yeah. But but you're right. You're talking about a rewiring in the ground or whatever of just a massive piece of of property. I mean, arguably the main house, maybe some power to the barn, the guest house, the garage, like it, and they're, they're not exactly close to, to each other. A little no, bit and, 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 you know, even if it was a straight shot and it was, I mean, it was, was closer. Think about the machines that we had to bring in just to dig the foundation. Right. Yeah. With all the rock. So God knows what we would encounter from point A to point B. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, good point. All right. So let me uh, tell you guys about our friends at Geico real quick. Uh, whether you own your home or rent your home, we know it can be a lot of hard work, but you know it's easy? Bundling your policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. And that's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home already. So just go to Geico.com and get a quote and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Ah, oh, we're in the studio okay. today. We're, 
Yeah. We know these garages aren't cheap. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I've been, I've been employed. Uh, yeah. I've been employed by CL concrete. Okay. I got you there, there and help and help finish. The I, job. I, I see the shirt with the sleeves. Missing so they're going to put uh, me on one of their, one of their swirling machines, which is basically like, well, it looks like to me a zero turn mower. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, I'm going to go out there and throw some swirls down on the pad and hopefully I won't, uh, I won't ruin it. And this is basically just to level everything out, right? They got to spread and level. Uh, to level and to throw some type of a pattern in it, you know, as opposed to just flat, uh, right. uh, concrete, smooth concrete, you know, that yeah. it's got some type of swirling in it. But And, and that's what I'm ended up doing. It's going to be, it's just going to be concrete. It'll be concrete flooring and it'll be, uh, you know, they're going to uh, coat it, obviously, a clear coat over it. Yeah. But I'm yeah, going to, yeah. I'm going to, do some kind of a clear stain and use the natural concrete. I mean, right. it's an 18,000 square foot garage, man. I mean, I'm not going to put tiles down. And no, 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 you don't want to do that. Because I think that the exposed concrete looks great anyway. Well, especially when it's fresh, right? Like if it's got damaged over the years, like if you polished it or if you polished it and then coated it or just coated over it with a little bit of a tint, like you said, like a stain on it, that urethane coating or whatever you end up doing to it is is going to look fantastic on oh, yeah. on the fresh on the fresh cement, you know. Um, yeah, I think I think you're uh, I think you're you've got the right idea over there. So. And it doesn't raise raise the flooring up, so that yeah. you have other issues with drains, and it's just one thing after another. So that you know, I believe that that's going to be aesthetically the best best option. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had the I've had the uh, the epoxy in all of my garages in yeah. the past, I, you know, there's good and there's bad, but, uh, you know, let's just take this one out of the, out of the hopper, man, and move on <laughs> to yeah, the just, next that's issue. It. <laughs> um, well, you guys will see that we're, uh, we're in the studio. Uh, I'm in the studio today. we got this big new fancy desk where uh, Chris is on his way to building a new studio and it starts right here. So, uh, I don't know how many people have been here. In your, I don't. He might have just brought it in. We might be the only ones, right? Uh, I'm not quite sure. Has anybody been in here yet? I think Sonny recorded his podcast. Sonny, last well, night. he broke Sonny, it open. Sonny does deserve to be here, but it looks fantastic. I know you got plans to to spice up the spruce up this place a little bit. So, uh, but we are getting um, we're getting the cars outside packed up, and as soon as we're done with the podcast here on a Wednesday morning, we're going to be hightailing it up to Monterey Car Week, and. Uh, you know, we're going to bring you some some content from there. I think the plan is definitely going to hit up the the normal stuff. We like to go to the auctions and hit up the quail event, Pebble Beach on Sunday. We're going to be going to the racing track as well, Laguna Seca. So uh, if you guys are still hearing this and want to come by and say hello, we would love for you to do that. Um, we uh, The best place to do that is usually at the track because I think that's the most exciting thing. We're there pretty much all day Saturday. Now, I'm not sure uh, how much Bravago I can feed you guys, but uh, I brought a couple cases and I, uh, I I put it in the back of the of the car. So I'm going to smuggle it up there and uh, it might just hang out in our cooler. We might be drinking it the whole time or back, <laughs> back at the house as well. But uh, but I do have a few I do have a few uh, cans. So uh, come on by and. <laughs> And, I hate and, to breach this subject, but is there any uh, restrictions at the event? Uh, you know, I, so it, it, all that we've seen so far was the normal, like, state and county guidelines, 
right? So there isn't any additional restrictions. Now, restrictions. Now, keep in mind, almost everything at Car Week is outside, right? The racetrack, the quail, arguably the auctions with the tent with the big fans. You know, they open the sides. It's like it's all pretty much outside. There was just a little, a little, a few things like when you go to the quail event, you have to park off site and they bus you over to the event. Masks are required on the bus, right? So whatever, it's seven minutes. You know, it's not. No, nothing, nothing major. I haven't heard much about restrictions on attendance, right? Uh, because so many events, tickets were sold out ahead of time. You and I talked to, about this uh, a while ago. In the instance of something like a WWE SummerSlam that's coming up in a month, if if there was a restriction and they said everybody has to wear a mask, the event probably goes on. But if they said, hey, we have to limit attendance, WWE would say, no, we'd rather postpone the event because they don't want to get a venue with 60,000 people and sell 30,000 seats, right? You know, it, financially, it doesn't make sense for, for uh, you know, any – like we're, we're using WWE as an example, right? Also, they've been selling tickets ahead, time, ahead of time. So how does the city go to them and go – yeah, yeah, you can only sell 35,000 seats. Everybody needs a, you know, each group of people needs to be distance part. They're going to go, I don't know how to do that, right? So, so we've already sold 50. What, right, what we, right. So, so 15,000, they can't come. Yeah, right. So it wouldn't, it wouldn't make sense. So I think that was kind of the thought was uh, the show's going to go on, as they say. Uh, probably, you know, this goes for everything at Monterey as well as uh, – as uh, as SummerSlam because the tickets were sold and you know maybe there's discussion as to what every other event after you know that it doesn't already have tickets on sale what's going to happen who knows but so far so good I mean we're crossing our fingers like we said it's usually very nice and breezy out and uh, and everything is outside. I'm not really anticipating any issues and by all means people that are comfortable wearing a mask wear the mask right. And if you're vaccinated or whatever, you don't want to wear the mask, then don't wear the mask. Like, you know, that's it. Just do whatever you feel like you want to do. Unlike 99% of the population right now, I'm actually looking forward to donning another mask. <laughs> yeah? Okay. Yeah, I am. It's, uh, it's kind of like hiding behind a wall a little bit. Yeah, a little bit, right? Walk it, around just, and... Just a tiny bit. Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed it, but... That I, I'm looking at it from a completely different reason. Well, there's some anonymity with it, right? That's it. Go. That's it. That's what you're going for. All right, so we're going to be heading up to um, Monterey. Uh, a couple of things I just want to touch on real quick. Our friends over at uh, at Radford, well, specifically for for me and and I, I think for you, Aunt Anstead, uh, our friend from Wheeler Dealers and a number of TV shows. Um, Aunt's a good dude. Like him a lot. Had a couple up and downs of his relationships recently. I've, uh, everybody's been watching in the tabloids. But, so uh, he's the he's the owner of Radford now. So so I here's the thing is not to be confused. I don't know the correlation between the Radford Racing School and Radford the car company. I don't know that there's a correlation before. I just think it's coincidence. It's similar names. Radford was a was a car brand from back in the day, which they brought back. And then the Radford Racing School, I think, has a different explanation behind their name. I think I don't I don't know for for sure, but uh, we'll That's figure an that interesting out. question to but get an answer. If if anything, it's just a licensing of the name. If it's the same history, but these are different companies. So uh, yeah, so Radford, the car company. 
has announced their new car. And Radford is uh, is a company from Jensen Button, the F1 racer, from Ant Anstead, and from Mark Stubbs. He was uh, He's a designer, car designer, who was at uh, Bentley, Bugatti, and Aston Martin. And together, these guys put together uh, this, this new car company. It's a coach-built... I mean, looks like a sports car, maybe priced as a supercar. Can't really say for sure. Uh, they've teamed up with Lotus, and they took the Lotus Evora, which is a good lightweight platform with a rear mid engine. And they said, what can we do with this platform? And they completely redesigned it with a carbon fiber body, uh, and it's gorgeous. And they came out with the Type 62-2, and that's an homage to the Type 62 Back in the day, uh, Jensen Button has been very instrumental in dialing in the performance and handling dynamics of the car. Uh, it looks like. Uh, Ant has been very involved with the build operations, everything from carbon fiber bodies to you know uh, things like that, and uh, and of course Mark Stubbs penned the car and uh, it kind of decided what it was going to be. There's a few flaws that I found in the Evora that I believe they've addressed. Uh, First is it's very difficult to get in and out of. So the door, which does swing wide, the door does go up above you and cuts into the roof like the Ford GTs (laughs) do a little bit. But another car I can't get in. Right, but it does swing wide. Listen, it's the Evora is a little snug to begin with, but. Good for these guys. It looks like it's going to be a fantastic car. I believe they're only going to make 62 of them. Um, they're going to have a couple different paint schemes, a couple different liveries, classic liveries. Uh, you know, um, some really cool features like we talked about, carbon fiber body, uh, center lock wheels, 18s and 19s. Um, lighter than the Evora with the carbon fiber body, I think this thing's going to weigh around 2,200 pounds. That's nothing. 2,200 pounds. They're still going to use the 3.5-liter supercharged Toyota V6, uh, but I believe it's going to come in two specs. There's going to be a 430-horsepower spec with an available manual transmission, and then a 500-horsepower spec. I believe it's only going to have a DCT transmission, uh, and the 500 Horsepower spec is basically just a built motor. It's going to have uh, upgraded pistons, connecting rods, crankshaft or camshafts. Uh, you know, as you expect, they beef up the motor. They're able to turn up the boost and uh, and hit that milestone. But it's it's a good looking car. The only thing I'm unsure about is the price. And uh, don't quote me on this, but somebody had posted sub five hundred thousand dollars. Uh, I I can't say for sure. I want to say it was probably Matt Farah from Smoking Tire. He was at the event. I wasn't able to attend, um, and I just saw a post he he did said sub five hundred thousand. I hope it's quite a bit sub. I mean, listen, I, yeah. I want these guys to do well, but it's tough to say. Hey, we're basing our car somewhat on the Avora platform. That's a hundred grand, you know, or less, and. We're keeping the same engine, adding a carbon fiber body, <laughs> and making it four hundred eighty thousand dollars. Right, so I, I mean, I don't know where this thing should come in, but and I know a carbon fiber body in a limited run of about sixty two is is tough. 
maybe they make some extras in case something gets damaged and a car needs to get repaired. Maybe they're going to make 70 or 80 of these things. I have no idea. But I don't know. 180, I think sub 200,000 is what it needs to be. I can see 200 grand for the car, you know, give or take, you know, whatever, a small percentage. I just don't see three, four, five hundred thousand yeah, dollars for the I car. I see doubling, doubling the original price of the car, but not much more than that. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Um, Anyway, as we head up to Monterey, a couple of other rumors are in the works, which we might be able to see. Uh, our show over here uh, on Pluto TV, Going Racing, uh, uh, Adam's in it, uh, I'm in it. Um, I, Goldberg, you're in an episode. We filmed with you at, four years ago at Goodwood, <laughs> and, uh, and those episodes have all been edited, and the first season, I think, comes out this Saturday on Pluto TV. Right. And uh, and then there's a few more episodes that will be for next season, which I believe will be in November. But as we head up to Monterey, uh, we've already got some interviews lined up for that new season. Um, I'm going to swing by uh, Bugatti, see what they've got new, talk to one of their bosses, and I'm going to swing by Lamborghini. So Lamborghini invited me out, and they said, come on by. We'd love to meet with you and interview us with our, our chief technology officer. And then a few days later, I see this announcement saying the new Countach. And uh, I was like, hey, that'd be fucking great Perfect. if we could see a new Countach. And I actually talked to Adam, and he's like, ooh, new Countach. And he goes, I like that idea. I was like, well, I don't know. We, maybe we're going to see it and talk to these guys. So uh, that'll be exciting. Regardless, you don't have to wait for the TV show to get fit pictures of this thing because pictures are going to pop up everywhere. Uh, and uh, I'll be posting up on social media as well. But that's kind of badass. And they're talking about hybrid with upwards of 800 horsepower that's super badass i in a, foot, a footnote my my neighbor's got an original kuntas with uh, four thousand miles on it. yeah i mean i don't know if you've tried to drive it but the pedals are kind of <laughs> off to the side and drive it you mean get in it the, the brake pedal and the gas pedal are so close together that you have to take your shoe off but the clutch pedal is so heavy, you need to wear like a boot on your left foot and and just a sock on your right foot. It's kind of interesting. Uh, and then you realize you can't really see out of it. And uh, so I, I had an opportunity to, to drive one. You realize you can't see out of it, but it doesn't matter because you're in a bright red Countach and everybody sees you. So you're like, eh, it's fine. Uh, so just kind of something to, uh, to think about when it comes to uh, when it comes to that. But. Anyway, so Monterey should be exciting. We're going to see that car. Now, the other car that I just got hit with this morning is the the very last handful of four GTs, the 2022 four GT. You're on the list. Let's say you're on the list. You can buy one. What they've done is they've gone to people on the list and said, hey, if you want the all raw carbon fiber car, we're going to make a handful of those. You can order that. And if you want the Heritage car, which was the Gulf livery like a year or so ago, you can order that. Well, the newest Heritage edition is based off of the 1964 Heritage car. That's the white 4GT with the black hood on it. That was at Lamar. So – uh, I believe it won 
uh, well, the GT won in 66 and 69, and the new one won in 2016. Uh, so this will be the 64 GT, I think, uh, heritage car. Yeah, it's the 64 GT heritage car. Anyway, it looks fantastic. It's going to be at the Quail, and it's going to be at Pebble Beach. So we'll get some photos and stuff of that as well. I don't know. I feel like if you're one of the lucky few to, to be on the list for this car, I wish I was. I wish I had money. <laughs> so before you get to the fourth car, before you get to the fourth car that you're going to talk about that I can't get in, I'm going to go out and save like 250 bucks on my concrete by going to work. Yeah, I know you're going to jump off. I'm going to hit a, a few more of these items, and then uh, we're going to we're going to cut out of here in a few minutes anyway, so we can hightail it up to Monterey. All right, buddy, thank you. Have a good time. Enjoy it out there, and uh, have a safe trip, man. Thank have you. A, have I, a wonderful time. I know you got some cameras out there and stuff. Post some more photos. We can't wait to see what's going on. Go to Goldberg's Garage on YouTube, and you will see me driving the whatever it is. I and then, uh, uh, anyway, appreciate it. I'll see you next weekend. Yes, sir. Cool. Be well. Vegas. Thank you. Take Thanks. care. Uh, SummerSlam. I'm excited about going out there and seeing the big man wrestle. I've never seen him wrestle in person back when I was a youngster. I saw Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, Ultimate Warrior. I saw all those guys wrestle in person. And then uh, a few years ago, I saw I saw The Rock and a couple of guys in San Jose at WrestleMania. And that was during that hiatus of, of Bill Wrestling. So, um, you know... Uh, yeah, you got to see can, your friend wrestle. I, you know, he's only. I don't know if he's going to go. Listen, his there's no secret. His contract is wrestled twice a year. This he's got three more, including next weekend. And but you never know what's going to happen. You know, God forbid somebody gets hurt or something, or things change. You know, I mean, just because you have a contract doesn't mean you're going to be in the ring. It just means you get paid, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it happens in TV all the time, right? You're going to do twelve episodes of a show. They'll guarantee you get paid for twelve, but the story just may be you're in seven of them, right? Yeah. Uh, and it, except in that world. People are like, I want as much screen time as possible. I'm going to present my – in his role, he's like, I want as less screen time as possible. I just want to give – I know. He, he's, he's, he always, he's always doing that. But then every day we talk to him. He's like, yep, I'm going back. I'm going back. Yeah, just coming back. <laughs> coming back. Uh, well, I get the whole thing that was a licensing deal to all of his intellectual property, his likeness and all yeah. that stuff. So. You know, we talked a little bit uh, a while ago about uh, all the cars heading into the world of EV. We talked about Stellantis doing EV Jeeps and what the next uh, muscle cars are going to be, some sort of hybrid SRT cars, things like that. Uh, well, the Alfa Romeo brand that they own is going to be uh, one of the first to to go pretty much all EV by 2027, which is coming up pretty soon. The entire lineup of cars from Alfa Romeo are going to be EV Granted, they don't have a ton of cars in, in their in their lineup right now, but this is kind of interesting because, and uh, you know, Chris, you've seen this, especially up in Monterey. Alfa Romeo is old brands, got a lot of history, vintage racing, high end oh, yeah. cars at auction. Uh, I kind of wonder what it does. Also, meant to be a somewhat of a performance brand. I mean, all, the cars have to be quick, even when you talk about. The larger, you know, Quattroporte cars, you know, they they used, you know, basically a, 
a Ferrari sourced V8. So I don't know. I don't know if it's going to pull anything from the history of that brand or arguably boost it because you won't be able to get sort of the high performance gas engine car. I think they're going to have to make their cars quick. Yeah. I mean, in LA at least, I don't see a lot of Alfa Romeos driving around. It's a very niche brand. Yeah. You know, they, there's a really good lease deals on the Julia because uh, they just weren't selling that well. And the the Quattrofolio uh, Julia is is a hot little four-door sedan that's real fast, uh, but just never really resonated with people. A couple of issues with the braking. I still get uncomfortable with the braking. It's get very, very grabby at the end. So you're, you're on the brakes. It slows down the car. And then as you're kind of like inching to the stoplight to stop, it grabs quickly and it kind of ah. jolts you. And I was like, it's just weird. It's just yeah. oddly uncomfortable. And they were never, it seemed like they were never able to fix it. But look, if they go to all EV, maybe that's no longer an issue because uh, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it breaks so much differently. I mean, conventionally, but also you can use the motors and things like that. Yeah, so, this, this may be their calling. Like, who knows? Like, they, I think it could be pretty successful if they do it right. Um, I think so. I mean, you know, they don't really have much of a choice. Yeah, so. <laughs> I think yeah. Every car. What what car is going to be the next Prius in LA that you're just going to see a ton of? Uh, you know, it, that's interesting because I just drove the Volkswagen ID4. I think we talked about the ID4 a little bit. I'll post some images up on on Instagram as well. I I don't think I posted them yet. So the ID4 is the small four door commuter car. Uh, and um, maybe I brought it up is is definitely buy it for its intended use intended use like you're saying like a Prius competitor yeah. uh, if you're looking for a sports car it's not really it a um, little bit of road noise I mean it's fairly comfortable and it's fine on the inside it just looks a little too futuristic game console ish for me sure. w- you know white dash white steering wheel weird <laughs> reflections just not not the best but other than that it seemed it. It seemed fine. So there's a bit of that. Uh, I think uh, Kia or Hyundai has one. Um, we still have Chevy Bolt, which is out there. There's going to be more affordable EVs that are coming out. But the one that's getting attention and keeps to be selling is uh, is the Mustang Mach-E. And I think the Mach-E is doing well because it's not ridiculously priced. It's not a $100,000 car. It's, I don't know, 40-something thousand up to the 60s. Maybe the GT performance pack when it comes out could be 74,000, something like that. But somewhere in the 40 to 70 range, depending on how much performance and range that you want. But it does have a little bit of a sportiness to it, right? It looks good. It's a four-door hatchback, you know. Crossover, I think, is maybe better than SUV, which means give you a little bit of height, especially for the crappy roads that you're that we have out here. Yeah, it seems to be really doing well. And now that they're getting delivered, I'm starting to see more and more of these things on the road. I think they had a lot of orders. <laughs> uh, but listen, in the EV world, I think the most competitive space is going to be the pickup trucks. If you yeah. think about Ford F one fifty, best selling vehicle, like. On Earth, and uh, or at least in the U.S., uh, the Ram, uh, Silverado, all the trucks do well. If you think about, you know, Challenger and Mustang, successful cars sell about one hundred and sixty thousand units a year. F one hundred and fifty, about nine hundred and fifty thousand units a year. Yeah. Right. 
uh, we talked about the f- the new Ford Lightning, the all-electric F-150 that's coming out. I love that car. When they did the press announcement for that, the big like virtual announcement out in front of Ford, and they projected it on the side of the building, they announced the vehicle, and then they opened up just the reservation list. That day, they got 20,000 <laughs> reservations. And here we are about a month or so later, and Jim Farley, who we love, we hopefully will see at the track, yes, CEO of Ford, he had just done an interview about a week or two ago with, uh, I don't know, like Yahoo Finance, and they said, how's it going? And he said, we have 120,000 reservations for that vehicle. <laughs> so now that's more than 10% of the entire F-150 annual sales. Yeah, actual sales. Even if 20,000 of those people drop off the list, they just put the reservation in, they put $100 deposit down. By the way, I'm one of them. I put $100 deposit down. If 20,000 of those people fall off the list, 100,000 is still more than 10% of the entire. And and who knows what happens when it starts showing up and the tests come in and start selling. So and I think it's kind of win-win for Ford because the, the other... Interesting vehicle is the Rivian. Yeah. Right? And Rivian has shown up on the uh, on the Blue Origin the space, uh, space launch, launch yeah. because – They retrieved Jeff Bezos. With Rivians and Raptors, <laughs> yeah. right? Which is which was a great plug for them because Rivian got huge investments uh, very famously from, from Amazon mm-hmm. and from Ford, right? So Ford's thought is – F-150 Lightning does well, we're, we're making money. Rivian does well, our investment's paying off, right? Yeah. Uh, Jeff Bezos is saying, I invested in Rivian, I like their truck, but have them take that platform, and he's ordered up 100,000 EV delivery trucks <laughs> already. So Yeah, we'll be seeing a lot of those. I know. The, 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 that, <laughs> the best move is, is you're sitting over at Ford and going, hey, we're going to invest in this company. And then Amazon's going to invest in this company. But then Amazon orders 100,000 trucks. You're like, sweet. We have the yeah. biggest sales order of our lifetime. <laughs> I don't know what that is. The investors and the buyers. Yeah, the right? The investors and the buyers are going, yeah. Basically, Amazon said, here's my investment money. Make me the trucks. And then I'm going to go and buy <laughs> the trucks. Buy them all, yeah. yeah it's, just, it's, it's great. Brilliant move. Uh, uh, I think um, – what was the other company uh, – that ah, I forgot the name. It wasn't Nikola. It was uh, and I can't remember it either. Yeah, I only uh, Rivian was like the, the yeah yeah yeah. Kinda. It was the one where the the CEO got busted and he was defrauding people and GM was going to partner with them and now they've backed out. It was mm-hmm. it was it was the GM Rivian deal. It was like their version of the Ford right, Rivian right. deal, but it just went awry and. Uh, but GM has some potential with the fully electric Hummer EV. Now it's going to be a big monster of a vehicle. We s- saw it at Barrett Jackson, and it's huge. Um, but it looks cool and it's got some cool features. But it's just going to be, let's face it, it's going to be the the Beverly Hills sort of yeah, mall it, crawler. It's, it's it's a little novelty, <laughs> yeah, compared to like the F one fifty, which seems functionality yeah. and it, I, it, I, it's cool, but. <sighs> When the Humvee came out, when the Hummer came out, like the full-size Hummer, uh, if everyone was buying them up. They're like, these things are badass. A tank on the road. Schwarzenegger drives one. It's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Schwarzenegger still has one, but he converted it to EV. People love them. And then they kind of got shamed into having them, right? And uh, 
some people were making a fuss. They were like going to the dealer lots and like spray painting them and, and tagging them, which was stupid. It's kind right. of a douchey move. But uh, and they're like, you're polluting the environment. And now I think GM can capitalize going, well, we love that thing, but we had to kill it because we got EPA shamed. Sure. Right? <laughs> they got sort of mass shamed, but they got EPA shamed, emission shamed. Yeah. But the all EV version is their chance to go. We can bring back the massive tank that the uh, yeah <clears throat> that what, you guys love out here. What are, what are you going to say to us now? Like uh, yeah, yeah, you guys. You, I mean, let's see. They're they, everyone's upset because of the Hummer's carbon footprint. Yeah, and what it was. Right? Doing. But now, now I think it's just gonna, everyone's going to be upset because of it, its actual footprint. Like now we can't <laughs> That's see a, it's actual like, footprint. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> everyone at Whole Foods is like, these are the compact spots. You can't yeah. put your Hummer in two spots. Two I spots is not equal it. one spot. I can't see what's in front of me. You, I, I'm always behind one of these things. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it should be kind of interesting. But uh, all right, before we we head out, um, I'm going to give you a little bit more truck news real quick. Nissan Frontier. Nissan Frontier has uh, not really been changed or upgraded in something like 17 years. Uh, they released a new truck um, for the uh, for the midsize pickup truck against Colorado and Ranger and Tacoma. And I got to tell you, it's uh, it's impressive. It it looks good. It seems to have some really good features. Um, a decent engine, three hundred and ten horsepower, nine speed transmission. For some reason, the tow capacity is a little bit less than some of its competitors, but uh, it certainly has the right look. It seems to work well. They finally brought in all of the technology that it needs. Everything from you know, all the safety features and the car play stuff. Uh, and I think it could end up being a decent player in that, in that market. Uh, I believe there's a, a couple of versions and like a pro X of pro four X version, which is sort of the, the lifted version of it. Um, and it'll have, uh, you know, have like ZF dampers and a couple of the off-road bits to it. So I don't know. It looks, it looks kind of interesting. I think, uh, if you're starting to get into that, to that mid truck, mid size truck world, uh, this will be kind of interesting. I want to say it'll start at just under thirty thousand bucks and work its way up to about forty four thousand. So, um, not bad price competitively. I think it's going to be interesting. Um, but uh, as that news is coming out, the new Toyota Tundra information is getting leaked now. The twenty twenty two Toyota Tundra. Uh, this is the bigger truck, of course, the Tacoma being the smaller truck for, for those of you that aren't truck guys. But some interesting things on it is the rear suspension, coil springs in the rear suspension. The Ram has it, and I believe the Raptor has it, but I guess as far as like mass-produced, Ram is the only one that kind of has it. But uh, that's a big move for for Toyota to getting into that space. Um, they've got some pretty interesting uh, – uh, specs coming out for their TRD version as well, the TRD Pro. It's going to have sort of Raptor-esque, TRX-esque type of, of suspension on it. We'll see how far they go. Are they going full after TRX and Raptor um, or not? The The big issue, of course, would be the engine and the horsepower. Uh, are they going to do a high horsepower version? Tough to go after TRX in the horsepower world. Ford can do it because they announced a GT500 engine and a Raptor R, but they still want their EcoBoost engine in it. So anyway, kind of interesting to see how that goes as well. We'll keep an eye on that, hopefully, uh, as we get closer to some debuts. 
Uh, all right. Well, listen, I'm uh, I'm eager to hit the road and get up to uh, get up to Monterey. If we uh, if we start hitting hightailing it early, we might make it to Gordon McCall's Jet Center party. Let's go. <laughs> Sunny Sunny's not allowed to go. I checked. It's 21 and over. Before we head out, I want to tell you guys about the Good Guys Rod and Custom Association is coming to the Spokane, Washington, uh, 19th CPP Great Northwest Nationals and uh, Spokane County Fair and Expo Center, August 13th through 15th. That's right around the corner. If you can't make it out to Monterey and you're in the Pacific Northwest, check this out. There's over 1,500 classic cars and trucks on display with an indoor exhibit, a burnout competition, and vintage dragster exhibition. Bring the whole family. There's live entertainment. There's a kid's zone. There's a pinstripers brush bash. And there's a model car and pedal car display as well. Uh Children six and under are absolutely free, but uh, go to get tickets at goodguys.com. That's good-guys.com. Use promo code CARCAST. Get $5 off your ticket. That's goodguys.com, promo code CARCAST. Oh, man, uh, I uh, appreciate you guys. Uh, follow me at Motorator and uh, and I guess CARCAST show. You're going to yeah. post some stuff as well. We're going to hit up Monterey and... And uh, hopefully we'll have time to uh, focus for a second and get some photos. There's always a lot to do. Uh, appreciate you guys following us. And um, just, a, just a reminder of to, <clears throat> excuse me, to give us a follow at uh, Drink Bravago. DrinkBravago.com is the website. At Drink Bravago is the social media. It's B-R-A-V-A-G-O. Our website should be launching in September with online sales, working with a partner to get it out to 29 states directly to you guys so uh, uh hopefully you will take it and enjoy it i got some for you in the car chris yeah come back with a verdict see how you like it and uh until next time keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel for the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com.